Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900hotdog.com, where we celebrate what should not be. I'm Robert Brockway, and I always want to sing Welcome to the Dog Zone, like, like Guns N' Roses, but of the many things that time has taken for me, perhaps the cruelest is my Axl Rose impression. <clears throat> uh, Welcome to the Dog Zone! Thank you so much. This, this is the always internet Sean baby, always ready with some Axl. That's it. That's my whole intro. That's all that's all that's needed. It was perfect. It's what I was leading you towards. Thanks. Uh, and our guest today, who many of you will know from the art department of the 1997 TV series Nightman, it's Peter Kleins. Oh. oh, shit. My strongest claim to fame brought back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, right, 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 right. Uh, oh, Peter, also... my uh, brother, I'm going to fuck up your plug and do one of my own. My brother gave me X heroes several years ago and uh, he's crazy for the series. So, uh, but he says, thank you. It's no nightman uh, though. It's, it's no (laughs) nightman. I'm a big fan of nightman. I I do enjoy X heroes, but like nightman is where it's at. So I'm the nightman fan. He's the X heroes fan. I'm and a thousand years from now, your, the future will remember you from the art department of nightman. Probably (laughs) clearly. That's it's, I remember years ago, I, I got to interview Paul Haggis, the screenwriter who did like Bond movies and all this stuff. And he honestly joked about the fact that he was terrified. He was just going to be remembered as the guy who created Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> that he had, and? That he had nightmares that like that was going to be on his tombstone. And, <laughs> and it is. Yeah. You know it is. All you're doing is helping to promote that, his greatest fear. <laughs> They're going to find this this podcast in the in the ruins of society yeah. and be like, oh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> and, Night- that guy. and Nightman. <laughs> uh, my favorite of your books are the Threshold series. Uh, I, but I here's, here's my problem with those. I can never talk about them without ruining what I love about them. Like I usually tell people it's science fiction that turns to horror and then I just hope that they take me at that how do you how do you talk about them i kind of the same thing it was it's so tough i mean every time i've been on anything to talk about them to promote them and the the thing i kind of fell back on at one point was i mean when i wrote the first book 10 years ago um i was at a con up in seattle and people were asking me so what's the book about i'm like okay let me put it this way how would you describe loss to somebody without giving anything away? Hmm. Uh, sexy people on an island. And, and that was it. People, I get like people crash on an island and stuff happens. And I'm like, that's what this book is about. This book is about a guy. And it's not what it seems. It, it's a guy who moves into an old apartment building in LA and stuff happens. <laughs> stuff fucking happens. <laughs> So, well, I love them. That's my endorsement because I'm really fucked up and everybody knows <laughs> that I'm super fucked up. So if I really like something, it's probably super fucked up. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. That's the best. It's the highest compliment I am capable well, of paying. Your X-Hero series is probably the easier pitch because that's superheroes meet zombies. Yeah. And uh, I love it. It's it, I love how fast it moves. Uh, it's fun. I also love... Uh, how many questions you answer, like the exposition you sneak in is like kind of incredible. Like, like the, the world building just takes place instantly. And I don't know. I appreciate that. It, Cause when I, 
start some zombie fiction or some superhero fiction, I have a lot of questions about the rules. Like, what are the tropes in this world? And you're like, boom, you cover it all. I just, keep things moving. I that's how I just like I I write. It's it's boring and cliche, and so many people say this, but I write the books I want to read, and I hate that stuff too. I hate it when we have to <laughs> yeah. like get super bogged down in. Now, if a zombie scratches you, it's this. But if they bite you and saliva gets in the wound, then this. Right. And but it's so important. Yeah, it's important. You have to know. You have to know, but at the same time, like it, you don't need to know any more than the people in this world need to know. Right. You know, and I've, that's always been my thing. Like, yeah, world building is cool. I love world building, but I think it's also that understanding this is the point where it stops. We don't need to know any more mm-hmm. past. Don't let them bite you. And right. that's kind of it. That's why the book is called Don't Let Them Bite You. It is. That would be a <laughs> way. That's actually. There's, there's actually a book I love called Mistakes I Made in the Zombie Apocalypse. And it's. I haven't. It's, it's a small press book, but it is just ridiculous fun because the, it's like a memento type story, which begins with the hero hiding in a closet in a bedroom in an abandoned house. And so chapter one is like, how did I end up in the closet? And then chapter two is like, how, how did I end up running upstairs to the bedroom? And then chapter three is, how did I, le- how did I let Dave die? <laughs> every chapter just lost. And every chapter like believe- knocks you back like another 20 minutes in the story. <laughs> but it should have a happy ending, right? Like, how did I do the thing right before the zombie apocalypse. It actually, or whatever. it actually does. How was I born? It's a, it's a fun story. It really is because it keeps winding back to the, you know, you know, why did I let the girl into the house? The, <laughs> it's wonderful that you're using your space to plug another person's book. <laughs> I, I love good, good storytelling. Totally, that's totally what, appropriate. That's what this is all about, right? Good storytelling. That's why we picked. What movie was it again? It, <laughs> We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We got to talk about somebody else's book for twenty more minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to plug right now? Do you well, want to well, make an official plug for your stuff up top? I, I okay. Well, we already talked about the threshold books, the X Heroes books. Uh, I wrote a one of those good old fashioned literature horror mashup novels that nobody ever read. So if somebody wants to pick it up. You could bring the number of readers up to six, I think. Um, be that six. Be, you could be the sixth person to read the eerie adventures of the lycanthrope Robinson Crusoe. Um, and I wrote a, a weird little historical time travel book called Paradox Bound. Um, and I guess the, the big thing is I have a new book coming out in two months. Two months from... I'm, I'm trying to remember... When we are recording this right now, which is timely, but uh, yeah, It'll... basically March 1st, uh, I have a new book coming out called The Broken Room. And and it's very good so far. You've actually, I'm reading it right you've now. You've read it oh. yeah, or, or read some of it. I am reading it. I am reading I'm reading it. very slow right now because I have to say every word out loud <laughs> one at a time. And some of them are really... And they ran <laughs> so far away. <laughs> okay, Sean. Flock of seagulls? I was going to say, you're reading Flock of Seagulls. Yes, I was. I was waiting for someone to pick up. Thank you. Thank you for picking up on that. Uh, Sean, like anything plug, you'd like to plug? I'd like to plug 1995's Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Ooh, tell us more. Well, it's an hour long. 
made by a man named Shinichi Fukuzawa, and he was the writer, star, and producer, and it's his only credit for any of those things. This is his entire film career in one hour. It's the one one story he had Uh, to tell, and he fucking had to tell it. He had to tell it so bad. He did. He was in. I found on IMDb he was in something called Violator a few years ago, but it looks like a an indie horror comedy. Uh, that it looks like if if we the three of us made bikini cheerleader vampires for thirty grand and stunt casted the kid from Troll Two in it, that's like that <laughs> role, I think. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say this is it. This is the only thing he's done except for that. one. One more time. That title is Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, aka yeah. Japanese Evil Dead. Uh, everybody leaves that off, but AKA Japanese Evil Dead is part of the title. Is this other movie he did like somebody finally called in, you know, called in their debt of, okay, look, I worked on yeah. Bloody Muscle Builder, Bodybuilder. Now you owe me. You. <laughs> He's like, it's been 23 years. I'm a, a state attorney you, now. I, I, you I, I, owe me. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, so uh, this was, this was Brockway's idea to make us watch this. Uh, of course, of course it was. <laughs> Everybody assumed that as soon as you said the name. Yes. How, how did you find out about this? Because I'd never heard. This was never on my radar. It's uh, truly terrible. We should just like get my, that out of the way. This is not a secret gem. I, I'm going to disagree so hard by the end. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you said that. Uh, my wife told me about it after she watched it on some, I think, like a Russian streaming site. I don't know. This is like <laughs> the bad. It's the bad part of the neighbor, the internet. It's. It's a bad neighborhood, and I found this, and I brought it back home. And I thought I thought it was like a dog, but it, it was that story where the dog turns out to be a rat. Yeah, that, that's a good way to describe this movie. Let me start with the opening. Uh, I, I wrote down most of the plot points, if we want to go through that way. Uh, it I'll- starts with uh, the, the main character fighting with a kitchen knife with his mistress, who is mad that he's going to marry the other woman. And he full on just kills her. Like it's sort of played as an accident, but like I really think he could have gotten out of this situation without stabbing her to death. No, this is a cold open, and he absolutely kills her. It's not yeah. the it's not the main character right now, although it's played right. by the same guy. This is his his dad in the 1960s, and yeah, he totally he just kills her as like she attacks him first, and he turns it around. But then in a little bit, she like gets back up and not not a zombified version. She just goes, it's me. And he just fucking kills her again with a shovel. Like, yeah, no, no, you meant this. Yeah, he really meant to do that. And so, yeah, he buries the body. Uh, It's also like really like soap opera style acting. And so I don't know if they're they're also they can't pull it off. So I don't know if they're sarcastic. Um, Japan no, and I don't always agree on what the goals of art Could've, should be. So I, there's that going on. Um, but you think this is a sincere work of artistic endeavor? Maybe. How I, How could you not? I, I look at this and one of my first thoughts was I, I when when you told me about this, Rob, I, I was like, okay, so there's going to be cultural differences, you know, mm-hmm. and, and those little things, that, like things we won't understand that. But but even so, there's stuff in this, and I think we've already hit like my first major problem with the movie. So, like Sean said, he kills her, and then we get like this extended sequence of him like pulling up the tatami mats in his house and then chopping through the fo- the wooden foundation and burying her. Yeah, right. Except then we learn like five minutes later the house has a basement. <laughs> right. So where's right. so where's he burying her? 
<laughs> I just love the logic of like, you fell here, so I'm going to bury you here. And it's like the middle of the room. And he's like, right. fuck it, I'm digging the hole. Middle of the room, center of the house. And 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 then again, there's a basement. So like, it, is the basement notably deeper than the rest of the house? Just after or? a few minutes, he cracks through and is like, oh, right. Oh, for- oh. I gotta stop impulse digging yeah. graves. It's like Mystery Science <laughs> Theater when like Crow tries to dig an escape tunnel out of the satellite. <laughs> the logic does not work. It, no, um, it, and they keep like, going back to it again and again, which just gives me the. Did no one think at any point, or or was this just a deliberate <laughs> thing that we're not supposed to think about the fact that? Yeah, is there a thing I, in Japanese architecture where you have like a little pocket between floors or, for, for or, burying bodies, or like a half basement, like your basement's right. only into your kitchen or something, or septic tank maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? You guys are really, really thinking about bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. It's AKA one of the first Japanese compliments I gave Peter was his world building. He looks at something <laughs> like this, he's like, "I see the problem in this." Like, like, like we're two minutes. Well, not two minutes in. When I when he first was burying her, I thought nothing. It's not until they came back to the house. I'm like, "It's down in the basement." I'm like, "Wait a minute, basement? <laughs> Didn't this guy just dig a hole?" <laughs> Yeah. We needed a basement so bad, though. I think we have to forgive it for inventing a magical basement, which, a, which we will get to, the magical the basement. The magical basement. Here's a note I have that bothered me almost as much as that. Like The movie's called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, and it cuts to our main character now, like, lifting weights. And he's his name's Nato. His, this he's is 30 years Nato. later, and, and this right. is his son. And he's... He's pretty fit, but bodybuilder seems like way too strong a word for this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had that same thing. Like, <laughs> we really dwell on those muscles, and, you know, it's the title of the movie, but it's he's not the Japanese Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, like, right. You, w- you would take his advice at the gym if he offered it. You'd be like, oh, yeah. this guy looks like he knows what he's doing. But you would not be like, you are so fit that you could destroy ghosts. Yeah. If this was a hot tub party, you'd say something nice to him. Like, oh, hey. You, you could rip him in half like a bodybuilding Jesus freak rips a phone book. You've been working out. Oh, nice. And that's it. Looking good. Yeah. Maybe like touch his pecs a little. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's rub his abs. Like make a move. He's beautiful. I'm not saying he's not beautiful. I'm just saying like, if you're going to base the entire movie around his built ass body, (laughs) he's not that big. Yeah. He needs a couple Uh, of, so you go ahead. So you, you base your entire movie around the idea of the main character being a bodybuilder then decide I'm going to cast myself <laughs> of all of all the ripped physically fit people I know I'm furthest ahead by far so <laughs> maybe he is <laughs> maybe he is this... I mean I mean in, I don't I maybe in Japanese culture this guy is a giant you know or maybe it <laughs> went the other way where he was like I am so goddamn ripped I have to make a movie about fighting ghosts like who else could do it maybe or, or again, maybe this is satirical. Maybe it's we're supposed to be laughing at the joke of it. I, I honestly, yeah. Again, I, I don't, I don't know that we're supposed to be laughing at how not ripped he is. That's see, that's that is again. It's we, we, I, I said it, and I'm kind of serious about the cultural differences thing. I honestly don't know how to take some of the stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like, am I supposed to be laughing at how bad this is, or most, or am I supposed to seriously see this as good which it isn't i mean (laughs) i don't know why it's a question because right there in the title they have said this is the japanese evil dead you need to take this like evil dead they didn't pull it off of course but but the thing is evil dead is what they certainly but but evil dead is good evil dead is a is a 
Yes. It's, for all it is, it's a competently made movie. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't have the biggest budget. The, the effects aren't the greatest. But it's a bunch of people who knew how to make a movie making a low-budget movie. As opposed right. to, at least from my Western eyes, this feels like someone who had maybe seen a movie and decided to make a movie and does not understand so many aspects of movie making. I just love the balls of it. I love like... Oh, don't get me wrong. Quoting like name dropping a better movie in the title of the movie. (laughs) It's just... We're the low budget godfather. Like, you can't can't do that. I have gigantic respect for anybody who actually makes a movie. I, I don't care. Except these people. No, even even these people. Because, let, like, let's be honest. I've never... Fi- I think I made one short film with some friends that we actually finished. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it wasn't that great. And nobody's ever seen it. Because we all realized it wasn't that great. But anyone who can actually make something more than 15 minutes long... Like, you got to give them credit for at least that. Even if it... What did it take it's this a, guy? 10 years? Positivity. 10 years? I give them so much credit. I give them I, I really, all the credit. I really See, do. You don't, you don't have to make something good to make something great. Well, th- now I'm going to draw the line and argue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can, I can respect your effort and say, but now... <laughs> to, to get the plot going, uh, yes. Naoto has a talk with his writer friend, Mika, and she does articles... That's his ex-girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend, and she... Uh, does articles about haunted houses, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> it just—it just so happens I just inherited a weird mystery house from my dad that's fully spooky. Why don't you come with me, and we'll bring this weird, creepy psychic guy, and we'll find some ghosts for your article." It's What's, really the and the movie does this very kismet. well by saying by having him hand her a picture of a ghost and saying, "Here's the picture of that ghost you wanted." <laughs> and it's really—it's really all her idea, isn't it? She's the one who wants to go. See all this yeah, he just has a picture of a ghost, which is just a giant, like, low-res face in place of a door. It's yeah. not like a dust moat or, like, a weird shadow. It's, it's just like, this is a ghost. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, here's, like, it's, it's here's like one proof of, the, of the afterlife. It's like a Halloween door wrap or something that they <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging a po- also, They're hanging a poster in their window. And <laughs> it's like a you Hulk mentioned Hogan that wall psychic. <laughs> that psychic is just... The first of many bizarre things, or like much like Peter was saying earlier, it's such a weird thing that nobody comments on. Like they're not going with the psychic to exercise the house so he can live in it or whatever. They're just going to like look at it. Right. And they happen to know and bring a psychic. And like this is one of those things where if I don't understand something to a certain degree, like if I really don't understand, I have to assume it's normal in Japan. Right. So maybe like, he's a cooler. Maybe she brought him along because they have a sexual past and she didn't want to like be alone in a house and like, you know, relapse into a, a sexual relationship with him. So she brought yeah, super all, creep. Yeah. All, all, all psychics fulfill this role in Japan. Of course. Oh, yeah. The third. Of course. They're they real do. boner killers. The third, Japanese the third wheel psychic. <laughs> right. that's, that's his job. In this. And they have this bonkers exchange I'm, in the car. Uh, I'm sensing frustration. Name, I'm. I'm causing frustration. <laughs> I sense that I'm cock blocking. Str- is that is that the word you're thinking of? <laughs> I'm sensing maybe all three of us strong, should try kissing. Strong <laughs> pent up aggravation. All these feelings that are. <laughs> so in the car on the way to this haunted house, they have this bonkers exchange where the ex girlfriend, whose name is Mika, asks uh, ask if if uh, Naoto has ever been inside the house, and he says 
yes, I brought my barbell there a month ago. <laughs> and like, before you can even react to that crazy sentence, the psychic, uh, I think Mizo is his name. I didn't catch it fully. He just deadpans, exercising with ghosts is a good hobby. Yes. And like, <laughs> I don't, I, if there was a joke delivery there, they did not land it. Yeah. So I think, because this scene plays very matter of fact. Yes, I brought my barbell there a month ago. Exercising with ghosts is a good hobby. I gotta assume that's normal in Japan. Yeah, that's absolutely normal. Maybe. That's like a on their pillows. Maybe it's supposed to be like an um, exercising exorcising joke. Yeah, it could be a pun. Oh, oh, oh it could be puns. smarter than me. No, pun <laughs> in a different language. Let's, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, so, so the psychic starts walking around, just silently staring into rooms. Um, so it goes so long, yeah, and there's. We should mention this isn't like a house. They've established that this is just like, like a a workout house he may have gotten. Yeah. So there are four pieces of furniture in this entire set. Well, there's I, like a, a table. There's four pieces of furniture, but they do seem to crop up whenever they need them. Like <laughs> right, they move around. Yeah. A lot. Well, it's like yeah, they move around or like random. Like I'm I'm jumping ahead a bit, but like all of a sudden, and now there's a TV in this room. We've right. never seen it before, but it's here now. It's. <laughs> Now, yeah, whenever you need it. Now there's a table and chairs. Now there's. A- it's kind of decorated by space aliens who think they know what humans find creepy. So like, there's like a baby doll placed very deliberately by the shovel used to bury the dead woman, and it's just like, oh, baby doll. That's that's really creepy. But like, this was a secret fuck place for uh, for his dad and his mistresses. Like, there's no reason for baby dolls to be here. And they're just all over the place. Like, there's, there's, um, Maybe like not the, the way you fuck. <laughs> we, all, the, we all have our things. The whole, well, that's the other thing. Like, okay, we, we linger a while on all the different paintings and, and sketches yes. and pictures all around the house. Where did these come from? Like the ghost did say later that she did them. Does did she? <laughs> She's yeah. in there doing fucking arts and crafts. that's what it said in the movie. Oh she my said, god! She said she drew that picture. <laughs> oh my god! I completely missed that. I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she spent she spent the decades in between just like doing art, doing so, yeah. doing tons doing her of self waiting for vengeance, tons of self portraits waiting for. I guess <laughs> I guess at that point my eyes had rolled so far back in my head I couldn't read the captions. So I, <laughs> what I love about this scene in particular is that they take us very slowly through every single room and nook and cranny in this house. It, it feels like it takes 20 minutes. And this movie, again, is an hour long. And I don't think they knew how short this movie was going to be when the movie started. No. Right. Is it, you spent like a 30-year runtime just looking at the rooms. Yeah. If I'm being honest, one thing happens in this movie and it happens like eight different times uh, <laughs> over and over and over. Uh, so... Uh, the dude demands the ghost uh, show us. Well, he says, "Misete uh, kurisai," which means "show yourself, please." And I think this is. A, I think this shows a lot of weakness. I don't think you're supposed to say. Can I? Can I just pause and, and say do you, that was amazing? Do you actually oh, speak Japanese? Not very well, but I recognized when what he said that <laughs> better than us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the subtitles didn't have the please, and I was like, the subtitles left out the please. But I think this dude fucked up by by being too polite to these ghosts, and so see. I really liked his like power stance. He went in there and he just like clenched his fist and did a little Hulk flex. Right. And like I, that's how his psychic powers work. I think they also sensed that was bullshit too when they're like, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, was, you look real commit. tough, dude. Yeah, you got to fully commit to a Hulk flex. <laughs> if you're going to flex up on a ghost, like you got to believe in that shit. You got to tear the shirt. 
<laughs> God, I would love that if this dude just tore his shirt off for the ghost just to show Let's up. Let's go, of. ghost. <laughs> so uh, it that's later. The ghost though. immediately like shows up and. Uh, a ghost hand like shows up on Naoto's shoulder and then like the psychics in the middle of the room and then a clock flies off the wall and hits him and just like fucks his whole world up. Like out It is cold. like a two ounce Ikea set dressing <laughs> clock. Like it's the lightest <laughs> clock you've ever seen and it just fucking demolishes him. Yeah. So it's over, right? Like get out of here. So they, they take him out and they have a discussion and figure out what's going on. They're not really... Hanging on to reality too hard where they're like, there can't be a ghost. It's like, no, guys, I was in the center of the room. It's obviously ghost shit. And then he's like, I'm going to go back in and talk to those ghosts. You guys stay out here. You only distract me. And so, like, we see him go back into the house alone. We're like, he's dead. There's no way he's living through that. And sure enough. But meanwhile, while they're saying, oh, we're car- our car won't start, we're stranded. You can see that they're just like into the suburbs in Japan and there's like 20 houses around. They're standing on a road. There's like a store back of them. Right. They like, could just walk to the bus. Like they want to do a cabin in the woods movie, but nobody had a cabin in the woods. They <laughs> they had a house in the suburbs is what they had. So uh, the second goes in and he finds uh, a towel and it's being held by a, oh, oh, a baby doll. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he doesn't even have a comment. He's just like, oh, OK, yeah, the doll has course. a knife. So he, so he realized there's ghosts now. Uh, he sees visions of the ghost when he grabs the knife and then he sees an actual girl at the table and he walks up to her and says something very strange. He says, you need me, don't you? Which gross. And so she kills him. Like she's like immediately comes to life, takes over his body. He, he stabs himself. I want, I want to actually take a moment. There's one very nice little effect that I, that I like. And I actually rewound to watch it like three or four times. When he's reaching for the ghost and her arm like snaps up and grabs his wrist, mm-hmm. it's not her arm. It's somebody else's arm coming in from a different angle. Oh, okay. I if didn't you, even notice that. I Well, I was trying to figure out, like I was watching it, seriously, with her head turned, how did she grab his wrist that cleanly, that fast? And th- this is just one of those things that like, the because I worked in film, I was mm. like, how did they do that? And I, I watched because the, you have that nightman experience. It's the yes. nightman experience, really, and and a bunch of other stuff. But nightman, it is, is like Citizen Kane levels of stagecraft. It, I admire stuff like that. I actually think it's like it's a really simple thing that they did, but it looks really good that yep. her hand like snaps up that fast, and then it's not until you, again, if you watch it two or three times, you suddenly goes, wait, that's not her arm. That's. <laughs> A shining bright spot in the special effects of it, Bloody it, Muscle Builder. It really was, and I and I want that on the record that this was. Okay. You, found, I, you did find some good. You found that, one that that I was one so piece impressed of with something. I rewatched this that moment like four times, trying to figure out how did you do that. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, okay. That's anyway. probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said about it. Yeah. And, you, and are, there, on, are there more notes like that that you have? Do you think there's other bright spots in this movie that you'll mention? No, that was it. Okay, that's the um, one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Man, I, I, I'm going to be slow, soul to center at the end here. <laughs> I really liked the effect when the this necklace came out of her mouth. Uh, there's a necklace that like is sort of the pot driving like talisman, I guess, right. and it comes out of his mouth and then crawls into his eye. Just yes, as far as I can tell, pointlessly. Like it's it just moved around yeah, you in think his head. 
like when he like killed our- when when the father killed his lover in the past, like all of her blood got sucked into the locket, to which he did not have a comment. Again, just must yeah. be normal in Japan that this happens. <laughs> and that you think that's like the possession mechanic is like they have to swallow this locket because that's what she makes him do. But he swallows the locket and then like puke, pukes it up and it goes straight into his eye. So you're like, wait, as you do. Why, why did we do all of that? One thing, this definitely has. We were, we were talking about this compared to Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I think one thing you can definitely say about this is this movie was made in service of the effects, as opposed. Yeah, to, they wanted to do practical. Effects. They wanted to do practical effects as opposed to Evil Dead, where they had a story to tell and had effects to tell that story with. And they also wanted to praise the main guy's pecs. This like, was a, a right. peck vehicle, start to finish. Well, yeah. They had, a, mean, they had a rubber head and a really buff friend. I mean, like, that's oh. that's in the title. So I didn't feel yes. that necessary to say that. But but yeah, I think most of the effects in this were, or most really most of the movie, is we figured out, hey, I know how we could make blood go into a necklace. I know how to make a necklace <laughs> crawl out of a guy's mouth. I know how, mm-hmm. name your thing and... Someone right. figured out how to do it. There's a, a Someone movie everyone should love yeah. called uh, Turkish Superman. I don't know if you've ever seen Turkish Superman, but they rewrite a lot of Superman's powers around effects they figured out they could do. So, uh, <laughs> so Superman can type with his mind because they figured if they could have someone off camera, like moving the the <laughs> carriage. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, now to Mika, they're outside and they just give up on this guy. They're like, all right, let's go in and find this psychic. And, they go and they see a bloody knife and his glasses, uh, which it, this is good world building because I guess she doesn't need the glasses since no matter who a ghost is possessing, they keep their own eyeglass prescription. So that's very interesting. Uh, his body falls onto them and he tells them to leave while he's still alive. He's like, get out of here while I'm still alive. So he has this shit all figured out. He knows that later in the movie, the ghost will use his psychic powers to lock all the doors. And he's like, I don't want to be the vessel for that. So he's a great psychic. He's just so useless in a fight. He does more harm than good. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. convulses and dies. His job as, as a haunted house psychic, which again is is very normal in Japan, and he's a professional. He's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. Uh, he just wasn't used to, to ghosts that stab. Uh, so they're, they're locked inside now. Uh, but they're like locked with just regular house doors. So they have the little buttons that you push to lock the door that like come loose if you bump the door. Anyway, they can't get through that. Uh, they can't get through the windows. Uh, they're completely trapped. Um, which which I wish they had done more with because I just thought it was so funny that this guy, our our bodybuilder, keeps delivering huge kicks, which right. are obviously like when we see them connect, it's like sort of tapping his foot. Tap. Again, again. <laughs> like I just wanted to see one solid kick land. You right. know? that <laughs> Everything, right, all well, the fights are so gentle. Like they grab each other like, oh, we're wrestling. Oh. Yes. Well, you have you have your cousin's house for the weekend. You know, you can't you can't, can't really it. go nuts. Yeah, there's there's also a lot of that going with the effects thing. I noticed a couple times there's points where like it seems really weird that like for all of the the blood spray here, this happening there, that nothing's happening to this person or that wall or like <laughs> it all seems very very selective. Yeah, very localized blood splatter. Yes. Uh, I guess at this point, the ghost has revealed herself in the psychic's body. And she says, I finally obtained a body of living flesh. I've been waiting for you. Because, again, the Naoto looks exactly like his father. Because it's the same actor. And uh, so the so ghost says, uh, finally and waiting. 
So it understands the passage of time. So I don't get how she thinks this is him. Like she must assume this is his yeah, son she, or he has she did 30 years of art. Yeah. She knows yeah. that it's been 30 years. So maybe she's a dumb ghost. Um, they try to explain this later by saying, Oh, she's crazy. She's just really fucking, uh, nuts. Uh, which that, that stays true. Yeah. It's pretty weak. Um, and again, it wouldn't have taken much to say like, ah, you must be his son. I will kill you. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on board for that. So the ghost does a running, uh, knee to the groin. Like, uh, the bodybuilder can't fight for shit. He gets his head See, pushed into the I wall. I think that's a, that's a great <laughs> reference. Cause that's a total Sam Raimi shot. They do the Sam Raimi shot <laughs> yeah. from the, from the POV of the knee going to the balls. Yes, and he yeah. loves doing the POV of the weapon going into the person. Yes. Like they actually nailed that one. Uh, I would say that. It's Sam Raimi inspired. So I saw that. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's a Raimi shot. But they didn't do it right because every single <laughs> no. shot was like an insert. So it's like his head gets pushed against the wall, cut to hand getting stabbed, cut to. And it, yeah. it just makes everything seem like it takes like 11 seconds for each individual movement of each individual limb. So it's bad filmmaking, but at least they have good taste in source <laughs> material. I think that's a good way to look at it. It's they they yeah. meant. They they knew what they wanted to do, even if they had no idea how to do it. Right. Yeah. It's a failure even to the editing level. <laughs> I guess is a bad way to put it. No, I think uh, no, I think that's pretty much spot on. I think. Yeah. So they uh, the ghost grabs the girl after just beating the shit out of the bodybuilder, and I think they tried to do something where she unhinged the jaw. Did you notice this? Where like yes, it freeze frames and then the jaw kind of like gets disjointed, like. Like, it, it uh, felt like South Park animation jaw disjointing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was too distracted by the the uh, knife through the back of the head. Right. Which skewers the eyeball on the tip of the knife and pokes the eyeball out. Right. And then he Ray pulls Lucio the knife Fulci. back out and the eyeball just returns to normal. This <laughs> yep. beautiful effect. Super heel. Uh, Again, he... just because we can do it. Like, they, they figured yeah. out how to do that effect. <laughs> we can reverse the tape. It's perfect. And it was... So they, they slash the psychic's throat. Uh, his body dies. Uh, Again. Cool. Movie's over. Yeah. Like how many, like the, I think this is they, worth noting how many times the psychic dies in this. <laughs> this is the third time? Yeah. Like at this point, like I even remember thinking like, but he's dead. Why is slitting his throat doing anything? Yeah. He like just you killed from an eyeball stab. stab. Like, well, like the ghost killed him and then mm -hmm. he came out of the closet and said, no, I'm not dead yet. Right. Then he died. And then, and then he died. And then they killed him again. And then... And Are now you counting the eyeball stab as a kill? At no, least I'm not. more times okay. in they, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is... Like, like we all know the rule. The monster's never dead the first time. But I think in this right. movie, we get to, like, the 19th time yeah, before the monster's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and with yeah, no that's real... every scene is, the monster's dead now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we all grew up with pro wrestling. We know that, like... You just beat a guy until something significant happens, like until you say the coolest line or do the coolest move, and then that's the one that kills them. But this movie just has no idea how to communicate that. Well, I think like, it's also that one of the other problems here is we only have three characters. Right. Really. <laughs> so and, and a it, very small house. A very yes. small, unimpressive, empty house. Yeah. So I, I'm reminded – do you remember Throw Mama from the Train, the Billy sure. Crystal movie? And of course, at one point when Billy Crystal is expl or explaining to Owen, Danny DeVito, why his story, his murder mystery sucks. And mm -hmm. he's like, you only have two characters and one of them's the victim. Right. <laughs> this movie is like half a step above that. 
<laughs> so it's it's like we only had the three people come in. We we kill the psychic, and then it's like, oh crap! Yeah, we don't we guess, don't have anyone else to kill. I guess they do kill the one of the other ones. I guess briefly, <laughs> just once. Yeah, briefly, <laughs> just briefly. Uh, what was weird about this fight here is that there's like a hardcore like crucifixion thing. Like there's a nail on the wall, and he he grabs the psychic's wrist and like crucifies him on it in a way that like has to be. Like a Jesus reference, right? No. I think they just, again, <laughs> no. they figured out how to do that effect. And we're like, Fair enough. I can make it look like that. I feel like someone in the room should have said, dude, this is real Jesus-y. If you're not trying to say something Jesus-y, we got to cut this. Or I don't think there was any. I think the biggest problem with this movie is there was no one else in the room. <laughs> right. There's no judgment. That went yeah, into there's like, like, I think we're seeing the entire crew on camera. And... <laughs> And so yep. every t- like any time in any movie, any movie on any level where there'd be somebody going, should we really be doing this? Didn't this happen? This, you know. Yeah, everybody was. The guy saying that was wrapped up in one of the monster suits exactly. being thrown down the stairs. He's yeah, like, should we? <laughs> <laughs> it would be the death sentence for this movie yeah. if anyone with any judgment got near it. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so he's uh, the bodybuilder stomps on the ghost's dick kicks him into a door and just starts mashing his head open with a door. Then the girl punches him and knocks him into the closet and they casually shut it. Done. We're done again. The ghost For is For real defeated. this time. Right. Uh, so they find a spooky poltergeist TV and they turn it on and it's a ghost. But... It's a ghost dad. Girl. That's right. It's this ghost dad who explains the whole thing. He says, okay, this guy's possessed by his ex-lover. He says, I killed this woman, but she was crazy. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh, doesn't think it's a big deal. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I killed one of my ex-lovers in here. She was crazy. I uh, you know how that goes. Cultural thing in Japan. Maybe it happens a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> sure. have to assume this is normal. Because it's so crazy, and I don't understand it, it has to be normal. And but- in a very uh, Peter Klein's level of world building, uh, <laughs> he... He explains. You that, take like, that the, back. He, <laughs> <laughs> he addresses what we were talking about earlier. Like she might think you're my son. She might not care. But uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Mika girlfriend Peter, is like, I, uh, we're not good enough friends for me to to say things like that yet. Uh, Mika like is the one that figures that out, and she's like, oh. She thinks you're your dad, and then the father butts in. Like, you didn't need to butt in at that point. And we're like, yeah, we get it. The father butts in and is like, yeah, maybe she thinks that, or maybe she's just crazy and it does, like, weird shit. You don't know. I love it. I, he answered all my questions right here. I'm like, thanks, Ghost Dad. And then he, like, uh, explains what they have to do, which is, like, hack him into pieces. He's like, you must destroy him. Hack him into pieces. It's like, oh. Literally, he yeah. says, if you want to get out of here alive, you must yep. chop him into little pieces. I love that line. That's That's such a good line. <laughs> That would have been plan A for me, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, if you're dealing with a zombie that keeps regenerating, like, the first thing you're going to try is, like, maybe chop if we just chop them pieces. Up, scatter right, them around But he also the then says, go to the basement, your weapon is there, before melting into goofy wax effects. Yes. yes. So go to the basement, the, the magical basement, your weapon is there. He didn't this end It's very important. He's like, here, a second, contradictory advice, and I'm melting. Okay, bye. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, I'm not sure if he died again. It seemed really serious. Like, is is his dad dead a second time? Is he coming back? Uh, anyway, the ghost is back, and uh, there's some more choking. They're hitting him with a shovel. Uh, they 
cut the ghost's head off with a shovel, and it seems done again. And so uh, it's time for well, sure. two things you need to you need to know at this point, and and it's that severed body parts will be the rest of the movie. And right. the other thing you need to know is that they don't have the effects budget to pull it off this one very first time. <laughs> Immediately. This yeah. is just a paper mache head that they've set and done a close-up on it. Like, okay. Yes. Rubber limbs That's being wiggled from off-frame. Uh, and I'd say 40% of the movie from now on is Sam Raimi shots. Like, she throws this dude an axe, and it's like, we see nine different axe POVs. We see it coming yes. into the camera, going away Sl- from the camera. Super slow-mo. going. Yeah. <laughs> Minutes of this axe in the air. Yeah. Uh, so now they hack him up. Uh, juicy spray all over the place. Hands and feet are flying around. Uh, he nails him in the dick with the axe. That was a great shot. So it's just, it's over again. Everything, it's just a twitching pile of limbs, just like his ghost dad told him to do. Um, but now the head is laughing at them. And uh, clearly, they, they fucked up the plan to hack him into bits. Or uh, the basement, right? They they forgot about the basement. Yeah, like the the your weapon is in the basement. You have you need the mystical weapon yes. to hack them into bits. So they pile up all of the severed body parts just on the kitchen counter. And yeah. one of my as, favorite scenes as you do. in this movie. <laughs> as you do, as you do. <laughs> and one of my favorite scenes is they go to light it on fire, and then they realize nobody brought a lighter. That and that's it. It's I, not a payoff. It's <laughs> never paid off. It, right? It's I, not a setup. Well, it's kind of a little bit of a payoff because I do like that he's he's telling her earlier all his like obnoxious health nut stuff about like every cigarette removes twelve percent of the vitamin C from your body. Oh yeah, and, yeah. All right, and and so oh, was, never mind. See, I wasn't giving the movie yeah, enough credit. See, I that was this was the other bit I liked, and that he's like holding, he's standing there holding it in, and she's like, "I quit." But then so I was maybe thinking, this like, is art. No. But then I was, <laughs> but but then it was like, well, wait, when did she quit? I mean, isn't this pretty much one day, this whole movie? Like, did we lose a week or something between when they met, like that time in the park, and they right. came back with the Maybe. psychic? Yeah, it's almost good writing in almost. that, like, he sort of set himself up for this failure earlier in the movie. Yes, but the timeline's so wrong that they fucked it up. It. I don't even call it a fuck up, but it is, but it does leave you like it's a ha ha. That's fuck. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they step they step on their own gag. Yes, uh, exactly. And so then here they they go in the basement to get the sacred weapon, and there's a mysterious uh, gun shaped bag. I just want to say, this is the exact point where it becomes a classic Brockway movie, where the whole thing kind of sucks. <laughs> yes, right up until the last twenty minutes. Yes, the last twenty minutes are fucking awesome. And they're just the best. I would. Agree I'm going to argue that. that. I would agree. I'm going to argue against that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, we have all the viewpoints. <laughs> it's it's terrible sometimes in a good way, but you can tell they had a lot of fun making it. Uh, and uh, maybe that's all the nice things I have to say about it. It. <laughs> we'll see. I, 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 we'll, we'll go through it. So I'm I'm not even sure of that because I did notice like a couple places where like, okay, you don't have these people here, do you? Like there's there's obvious parts where he's shooting stuff and the other actors didn't come back, right? Which That's leaves me point. wondering what what what's the story here? Did did they go off and become like, you know, a high level accountant or something? 
And we're like, dude, we, no, it's just, we gave you two hours last weekend. We, we, exactly. we can't keep doing yeah. this. Yeah, this is like, no, this but is, I, you, but you I've get got, this favor once. I've got one more shot, and this is the one that's going <laughs> to no. be really cool. No, no, it's that, no, no because otherwise you're always going to have one more shot. So, like, I'm, I'm sh- well, I have one thing to say, but I'm sure we're, gonna, I'm sure it's going to come up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know those snap zooms that Sam Raimi does when, like, Ash is building things, like he's putting on his robot hand or attaching yes. his chainsaw. So it's clear they were like, let's do that. But the only thing they do is just put, Shells into a shotgun, and well, he finds a shotgun. He thinks that's the mystical weapon. Like he goes to the basement, like his dad said, and he's like, "Oh, the weapon is in the basement. It's a shotgun." Yeah. Okay. And the line he says after he loads it is, "She asks if it's real, and he says, "Fucking a! My dad was a gun nut, but I didn't know he had anything this badass. (laughs) Just a normal shotgun." Uh, and he does say groovy in English, just like uh, just like an Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, well, does not land. It's not he like he tries like, to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of Evil Dead, I'm, I know I'm like jumping way back. Did anyone pick up that in the opening, his him slash his dad is dressed exactly like Ash? Yeah, I got that mm. too. Like his da- that was the- in the opening. His dad's clothes, his hair, everything is one hundred percent Ash from Evil Dead. Yeah, they're not trying to hide it in any way. Not at all. And actually, I mean, they did put AKA Japanese Evil Dead in the. They, they did, <laughs> so but I but I thought if they were gonna try to be shy about it in the movie, they really fucked that up from the title <laughs> stage. So they go back upstairs. Now they have a gun, very very loaded. We saw many many insert shots of shells going into this yeah. thing. I think uh, this thing has like a two hundred shell magazine. <laughs> at least two hundred <laughs> shells. The head is gone, uh, which is. Kind of troubling, but also not that big a deal because they've already easily defeated this thing twice and they didn't even have a magic gun yet. Uh, so now a foot hand comes out of the wall. I think I'm describing that hand right. Foot. Yeah, hand, okay, hand, hand foot. foot. Hand My foot apologies. is the best. <laughs> the hand has joined to the foot and so now it's hand foot. All the powers of a hand and a foot. <laughs> yes. And I love it because they, they seriously play it like that. Yeah. It kicks like it, it has all the powers. Yep. Yeah. It, and then the head also is attached to a hand. So they... The head is walking hand head. Like, <laughs> hand, hand head, all the powers of a hand and a head. Not as impressive. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> they I, they really use all those powers though. Like during the fight scene, he grabs he grabs hand foot and he throws hand foot away, and then hand foot uses its foot powers to like jump off of something, yes. and then its hand powers to punch him. And he's like, oh, all the powers of a hand this, and a foot. This that <laughs> I whole, love it. This whole sequence was one of those things where I'm like. I'm almost upset because this is kind of a really funny, cool idea mm-hmm. of this. And I'm like, and I, I wish somebody better had done it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. I love that. It's, it's clearly all of these effects are done by like a, one of the, one of the actors standing off camera oh, and yeah. just slapping the shit out of a grown man with a rubber foot <laughs> yes. over and over and over or and like, over. Or occasional, or occasionally just a shot where, you know, he's like barefoot and holding one leg out so we can right. like see the toes come into frame and kick <laughs> off something. And then, that's what's great about this movie is you can see how they did every single effect. Yeah, there's no mystery. They're, there's no magic trick. None whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's just something. And Handhead hand uses, uses the no fingers shame. to run around and the head powers to bite. Yes. And he shoots the foot with a shotgun, explodes it. She chops the fingers off the hand. Stakes oh, are getting lower death, every the second death of, of this an movie. iconic movie villain. <laughs> hand foot. Hand foot is gone, everybody. Oh. Yeah, oh, oh, but hand head is not right. But he does poke the eyes out of it. Uh, 
the head prop it starts to look pretty rough. Like they've used it in like three too many shots. And so it is, <laughs> it's just all covered in like five or six layers of corn syrup. Uh, he shoots it with the shotgun. Like, it's over like again. They didn't, the, the they didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the, the budget to do like a gouging the eyes out scene, but he still tried it. Yeah. And so it's just, this is my favorite effect scene is they just rested his fingers gently on Handhead's eyes yeah. and then like poured blood from off screen over his fingers. <laughs> it's in no way passes. But uh, you miss that he, that Handhead bites yes. Mika on the neck. That's an important plot point. So uh, we all know the rules on this. If you get bit on the neck by Handhead, you're going to become a Handhead. Uh, yep. So yep. Uh, ghost a, zombie. It's rules, in all the mythology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's well, over we missed Torso. Yeah, torso does nothing. I was going to say that everything's over, and then the, the jump scares the torso comes out and just kind of wiggles. Torso does not have a second yeah, thing. No limbs, just wiggling on the table. Uh, it does nothing. It can't. <laughs> and then it dies. It just wiggles. <laughs> yes, they kill it with a hairspray bomb, which is excellent. Uh, That's that was another thing I love. Like his, like he's got this gigantic can of hairspray in his shirt pocket. Yes. <laughs> well, is, they did that set it, that up by having him use that, hairspray a lot so yes, that they but could it, have a plausible but I, excuse. But I love that it is so clearly not there for 90% of the movie. Right. Like it's it does, magic it, hairspray. It does like not exist until gadget. he reaches for it. To take out a monster that is not a threat, that, we, yes. <laughs> that it's one appearance we established. <laughs> Torso, it wiggles. No way to detect you or attack you. It just... It's struggling to understand what life even is. Kill it! (laughs) (laughs) Feel bad for Torso. Uh, So he kind of ditches the girl. He's like, I'm out of here. But he still can't get out. Uh, So then, God, what happens next? I guess this is when one hand comes out of the floor, pulls the other hand back in. And then all the goo starts going into the floor and then reforms as a skeleton monster who emerges. It's... Skeleton from the just straight up bought from yeah. the Halloween store, <laughs> like on skeleton. Bargain skeleton is the best, and the organs pile up into a big wad of red, like a meat wad, and it crawls over and it goes into the skeleton's mouth and it turns into, a, I guess, a Toxic Avenger version of the Using original girl. Maybe every stop motion trick in the book, I've, all yeah. all one of them. I oh. thought it was supposed to be like the girl's corpse and the psychic's corpse kind of mashed yeah. together. Yeah, it's just a big meat yeah. pile. Now, this and is, it really just looks like sloth from the Goonies. Yes. Yeah. This is also, I just have to bring up, the. I think this is the point where there's like the still photo of Mika, the girlfriend, that the hand comes into to make it look like she's eating. Yes, I have that in my notes. Like, what, yes, it's like what a was this decision? Like, it, like, it's, like, it's a complete still photo that, like, a poster that they're moving a hand in front of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe she refused to do that. Or I mean, just, no. Or he just came up with, or he came up with a shot and like she'd, you know, moved to Okinawa or something at that right. point. And God, it is the weirdest effect. It doesn't look like anything other than what you're describing. That's it's did. It's like I it was one of those things that went past and I was like, wait, was that <laughs> No, everybody has that in their notes. It just stops and then cuts to like a separate photo. And then cuts back. And like, why did we? Why would we do that? And that's just it. It's like it's it's an unnecessary shot. And then we had on top of it, it's a really bad unnecessary shot. Yes. So yeah, it doesn't help anything at all. Yeah, it, it um, is really that shot is the epitome of this movie, I think. And like the guy not knowing what he's doing. That yeah, he's right. That he's constantly. 
but doing so well. <laughs> right? I would argue at this point he has completely overshot Evil Dead and like landed in Three Stooges. So it's yeah. like really bad, like slapstick. Like he's getting like comedy spots, like like getting conked on the head by pots and shit. Like it's it's so bad. And he's fucking judo I'm, fighting a I'm, bargain I'm, skeleton sloth ghost. I'm, I'm reminded of a line from another movie that is like, "Are you sure you've never done this before? Because you're doing it like a professional who makes a lot of mistakes." <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that's from. That is actually from uh, Fred Claus. Which is oh, one okay. of the, the best Christmas movies ever made. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to describe this. It's someone who's like got a lot of inspirations they can't even come close to getting to, haven't tried, aren't sure how to make a movie. But they're um, going to do it. They're going to do it. it. <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Uh, I guess the other point in this movie, he's like realized that the other, he forgot about the other advice that his dad gave him was that his magical weapon is down there. And it's probably not the shotgun because he's not a shotgun guy. He's a Masuru guy. So he goes. But we down. also got to mention that the the ex girlfriend Mika jumps up and she's now possessed from the ghost bite and has turned into a ghost. So he has to fight two monsters now: the bargain skeleton sloth ghost and his ex girlfriend. Right now, this, and, uh, so this brings up yet another issue I have with the movie. <laughs> so another. Another. So he's told, like, okay, your weapon is, is still in the basement. And he goes, oh, my weapon is my muscles. Right. To which my thought is, well, wait, what have you been using up until now? <laughs> yes. <Like> well, <laughs> it was his muscles and specifically his workout equipment. Did, did you so they throw him into the basement and he's like, oh, it's the power of exercise. So, But it's not the power of exercise. It's the power of Bowflex. Or, or hell yeah, it is. Or, or fr- the power of free weights. <laughs> hell yeah, bashing, it is. Bashing shit with heavy stuff. That's his power. Yeah. <laughs> I love the scene where he realizes that and this he is flexes like Captain, his clothes. This is like straight Captain, off. Captain Kirk realizing my power is styrofoam boulders. This is <laughs> that it really was in most episodes if I remember that show right. But the- <laughs> yeah. so he flexes his clothes straight off, and yep. it goes into full like old. 70s Hulk cam totally slow motion total Hulk cam just and again like including pretty cut including that whole he's pretty cut pulling the ripped shirt off his shoulders with one hand yeah Yeah, his clothes explode off of him he's he's pretty cut but he's like 5'5 150 pounds he's not he's not a Hulk cut he's like and he's not he's not quite Hulk cut enough to for it to be anything but like egomania when he screams I'm, I'm jacked. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, you're okay. I mean, you're you're and, better than me, but yeah, you're better than I could ever hope to be. But I don't know that you warrant flexing out the supernatural. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he he comes into the room and he throws the weights at the monsters to demonstrate, like, okay, this is the plan. Because uh, Mika is now a full zombie and uh, holding what I'm going to say is like 50 pounds on a bar. Yeah, it's it's, like it's not, not like a three hundred pound bar, right? And is it even fifty? God, it, it's not know. a lot of weight that he comes. It's up not with. a lot, not a lot. <laughs> and he twirls it like a like Star Wars kid. Like he's like, oh, here comes the barbell, and you're like, <laughs> okay, okay, you're twirling the barbell. Uh, what's the? I wrote down this line. He goes, "Hey assholes, you ain't human. Come get some." And that's real bad. And then of course the <laughs> the Evil Dead Two line. Uh, so the girl monster grabs him, but his muscles are too strong. And so he breaks free and, and he starts just using a power her. flex using flex kata. 
Right. He just flexes out of that, fights these ghosts using the power of fitness. We might have skipped over the part where the monster ghost uh, kissed him. I think we skipped that. Oh, maybe. So anyway, yeah, the monster kissed him. Yeah, that happened earlier. She's still she's still just like an ex girlfriend. Yeah, she's still trying to make the relationship work. But and he's <laughs> using fitness to destroy her ghost. <laughs> so, uh, so he bashes her, says, uh, "Sayonara, baby. It's real bad." Uh, and then his final kill line. He he keeps delivering kill lines, but the final one was, "Sorry, you're just not my type." Which here's a fun fact. I'd argue this is a bad line from one of the worst movies anyone will ever see. And it's identical to one Dennis Miller would deliver one year later in a movie called Bordello of Blood. So, like, <laughs> congratulations to Dennis Miller. For ripping off that one line. <laughs> he does defeat, he saves his ex-girlfriend, I want to mention this real quick, by sucking on her neck wound where she was bitten. Yeah. So he can suck the ghost out of her and then he spits the ghost onto the floor. I like that. That was great. It's that ghost, was fun. ghost Japanese ghosts work on snake rules now. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? It was worth a shot. At least I'm glad that and it worked. You've also he tried something. The... How many how many people in American movies just would have killed her? And, right, right. And, he tried to save her, and, and he, he, he made an sucked, effort. He to, did. He sucked the he, ghost right out of that woman. Ghost he did venom. Beat the shit out of her the second she turned into a zombie. Which I, yeah, I do sort of. That's very uh, an underdiscussed element of Ash Williams. Like one of my favorite <laughs> moments is Evil Dead is when when his girlfriend comes back to life and like doesn't even get a chance to fuck with him like oh are you going to hit me he's like already her your head's gone take it off with a shovel i like that i think uh <clears throat> it's what we should all hope to do if if our loved ones turn into zombies we just instantly spring into action and we've I, also skipped over my favorite uh, i guess it's not a kill but my favorite attack is when the sloth ghost bargain skeleton zombie is coming very slowly at him and he uses an allen wrench to take off oh my god Yes. All the weights. That has and then he to puts be. the he puts the bar into his bow flex and fires it like a crossbow to pin sloth goes <laughs> to the wall. Oof. Again, it's not what his dad told him to do, and it does right. not work. Sloth goes just immediately climbs off that impalement bar. You know, he goes and gets very, the shotgun. Very slowly off the impalement bar. <laughs> yeah, very slowly, and he very slowly gets the shotgun. And it's just he blasts this the Ghost pieces with a shotgun. That's the final kill. So, so if you're paying attention, we've established that the way to kill this ghost is not the shotgun. It's right. physical fitness. <laughs> and then it's not physical fitness. It turned out it was a shotgun. It's shotgun. Now, the real weapon was inside you all along, the ability to use a shotgun. See, the, here's I, where the tone of the movie like really <laughs> pissed me off. Because he... I think Here? it's supposed to be funny where he's... Here is yes. the point. <laughs> <laughs> this one t- took me to 11. You made it. So, <laughs> you made it all the way to the end. So he's like undoing the weight so slowly while the, the ghost is coming at him. And I'm like, this has got to be being played for laughs, right? Like they think this is funny, right? And then... I don't think it is. It it just seems impossible that anyone would write this. Unless it's supposed to be like, haha, this is supposed to be tense, but it's silly. And then he slingshots it with the gym bag, which is kind of awesome. But it also has like that tone of like when you see a van and somebody's like your local super plumber or when they make a superhero <laughs> team for like, you know what I mean? Or like uh, like an NSYNC super team and they'll say like, I'm going to make a comic book based on NSYNC. You'll have superpowers. Lance Bass, you can turn invisible because you have a cute <laughs> secret. And Nick Lachey, you shoot laser basketballs because you love sports. And Joey Fatone, you wear your shirt in the pool so you resist cold damage. Whatever. My, my point is that it's it's stupid in like a real ordinary way. Uh, and the rest of the movie is at least silly in its in its unique way. Um, 
At this point, he's also like very injured and he's squirting blood out of his leg, uh, trying to get to the shotgun. And he gets grabbed by these intestines, which how they do that effect? They just like threw intestines on him, took a still picture of that yeah. and then played that for a few seconds. Um, yeah, the still picture effects were they, one, the, of, my, the one le- of my favorite. The leg wound was another thing, though, that again, not at me because we actually, he got stabbed in the leg by his mm-hmm. zombified girlfriend and yells and cries about it. But then we have a bunch of scenes of him walking around not affected by it at all. And right. it's kind of like the director's like, oh, crap, right, leg wound. Okay, well, <laughs> too bad we shut yes. all that other stuff. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll just spurt some blood out we'll of his pants. We'll just go with it now. Um, right. I, I like I was, the insert shot of him escaping from the intestine grab because it was like a very different high-resolution camera. Yes. A picture of someone like like grabbing like sausages and squishing them. <laughs> <laughs> he uses just grip strength this, to this, escape. It. He this, just squeezes it This apart. movie is clearly shot with at least five different cameras <laughs> yes. through the course of it. And I'm pretty sure at least one is like a cell phone that he did insert shots with. Like four years Probably ago. Probably the best quality one. Yeah. Like that intestine shot, I think, which. Yeah, that was. Got the name. Game Boy camera in there to do the ghost transitions. Yep. Yeah. I think he kills the ghost for what, the sixth time? Uh, yeah, at least. At least. Uh, <laughs> so he kills it again. And then it's like the meat is still wiggling, maybe in a defeated way. And then no. And then yes. And then like, okay, now it's like melting. <laughs> and then maybe it's over. And then he tries the door and okay, yeah, it works. And. So we did it, right? Like we, the seventh time's the charm. The ghost is finally dead. Uh, they walk out. We're done. But wait, a window slides open and it's a big picture of the zombie girl. Cut. Uh, <laughs> no musical sting. Yeah. No flare. Just the window slides yeah. open and it's a big fucking wall poster of a ghost, like a ghost advent calendar. It's, just well, it's, it's I'm opening not, it up. I'm not 100 percent sure. I literally think it's the photo he shows her in the beginning. Like I think oh, yeah. a still, yeah, like I, mean, I think the, I think the still frame of that end shot is the photo he shows her. That's yeah, I think you're probably right. Oh my god, we got to rewatch this whole movie. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast now. Und mit maximalen Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. Thank you all for coming today. Our community has suffered a great loss. But we will never forget the brave performers of the Hot Dog Bill Jet Ski Stunt Team, the Supremes. Please stand for a list of the honored dead. Three Finger Louie, we hardly knew you. I, I didn't mean that to rhyme, I'm so sorry. Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Java. We're still looking for his face, by the way. Uh, everyone check your intake filters. Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyronin, Brandon Garlock, Brianne Whitney, Chase McPherson. Children love the meat millet. I know this one is hardest on you kids. You're gonna have to find someone new to love now. I suggest Jesus. Chris Brown, Curious Glare, Dan B, Laziest Man on Mars, Dean Costello, Dr. Awkward, 
Eric Spaulding, you will be missed, but everyone gathered here today has to admit that was a sick clip. Fancy Shark. Jellaho. High Flying Haraka. You flew too close to the sun, by which I mean jet ski too close to that cruise ship. Hot Fart. Jaber Al Aiden. John. John McCammon. John Minkoff. We're retiring your number. Nobody will ever be number one again, in our hearts or on our life vests. Josh S. Ken Paisley. A&M. Lyman. All the doubters said you'd never land that 920 Superman backflip, and they were right. Still waiting for you to come down, buddy. Mark. Matt Cortez. Matt Riley. Mike Stiles. Mixmaster Moju, DJ of the Sea. You're spinning discs for Jet Ski Jesus now. N.D. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Nick Ralston. Nick H. Patrick Herbst. Rev, who never told us his real name and would only answer to the sound of a jet ski motor redlining. Rihanna. Rich Joslin. Zarkovsky. Donald Finney. Timmy Leahy. You should not have tried to make two jet skis fight while also riding them, but if you'd listened, you wouldn't have been our Timmy. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Yosarian. And Josh Fabian. The worst jet ski mechanic who ever lived. You might have killed all your friends, but there's one thing a poorly maintained jet ski can never kill, and that's our memories. We'll miss you most of all. <laughs>